think mine was a little deeper. It was. Mine's full. Yeah, that's true. All right. Hey, welcome to the Whiskey Podcast, or Whiskey Friday Podcast, uh, rather. You got uh, Patriot Aaron, Patriot Mike, Patriot Rob, and uh, a special guest that we will not say his name. He <laughs> he wants to re- remain unnamed. Um, so real quick, we'll get our uh, shout-outs out of the way. Um, we want to shout-out, you know, uh, Instagram. Uh, go follow us, at Whiskey Friday Podcast. Uh, you have any emails, suggestions, Whiskey Friday Podcast at gmail.com. You want to throw our Facebook is uh, the Whiskey Friday Podcast. Uh, you can message, uh, comment, whatever on there, and uh, one of us will get back to you. Yeah. So, hey, I uh, hope you guys had a good week. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the last uh, podcast. It was kind of uh, an S show. Um, it almost was a little bit like the debate, which we're going to get into <laughs> tonight. So, uh, but um, first, you know, we always want to start off with a story. So, actually, today, um, I'm working at, at my computer from home, and I get a text message, and it says, you know how the, the iPhones say, like, maybe so-and-so? Yeah. Well, the message was, hi, this is Jane. And the first message was, what's your biggest um, worry of the upcoming elections? Like, what, what worries you the most about the upcoming elections? And I put just big caps, freedom. You know, at this point in time, I'm thinking it's a, a robot, right? And as soon as I send that, they'll send back, oh, okay, thanks for your time, or something like that. No, uh, this lady named Jane decides to respond back like, okay, what are you talking about? Like freedom to vote in person or freedom to just go out and not, not wear a mask or anything. So I responded back. Well, anyways, I literally just ended this, this conversation with this lady, um, about an hour ago and we went back and forth and it was, she, she was, you know, liberal Democrat, whatever. But I had her on the ropes. I had her on the ropes. It was really good. So I, I got a couple texts here. And uh, I, I put a gif from Trump saying, wrong. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and she, it was funny, dude, because at first she was like, oh, he's a Republican and all this stuff. So she said, freedom to vote or freedom to not wear a mask, even if you could infect others or question mark. And I said, freedom is freedom no matter which way the wind blows. Right? I mean, pretty good. And she goes, yeah, but one person's freedom can be an unnecessary cause of death of another. Do you support wearing safety belts in cars? And I said, truth is out. If you are susceptible and have multiple comorbidities, then be careful and go out only when necessary. If a business requires a mask and social distancing, it's their right. And if, if I want anything to do with that business, then I will wear one and be careful as well. That's freedom. Freedom is not the government telling me what to do. So she goes, okay, so I'll note you are a Republican and call it a day. <laughs> stay she safe. She threw in the towel easy. That was, that was pretty weak. Yeah. So I, she goes, you know, stay safe. I hope nobody important to you gets COVID. You, trying to throw the dagger like they do. And I said, well, the president does, and that stinks. I hope he gets better. And she goes, I hope he gets better too. I also hope he changes his tune and starts listening to medical doctors about COVID. Stay safe. Bye. So I wasn't letting her off the hook, and I said, Hey, I, I'd quit listening to CNN and MSNBC and Fox News and all other mainstream media if I was you, but have a good one. She goes, hmm, so you're an OAN guy? I said, nah, I do my own research. It's hard to trust anyone that has a blue check mark. They all have an agenda. It's tough these days. She goes, well, how do you do such research? Please don't tell me Facebook. And I said, oh, hell no. I don't even have a Facebook. I actually go online and look for studies. I compare and contrast. This is what research is really called. 
I said, this is a massive issue with folks today. They don't do research. So you have to research and then go even further. You have to find out where that research even comes from because people will just take a study out of anywhere, right? So we go on and on. I mean, you could see how long these texts are. And she Jesus. goes, I totally agree that COVID was politicized. Um, this is down the road. What do you, who do you think was most responsible for that? I know what she's, she's wanting to say the president. Right. I said, media and Democrats, 100%. They were most responsible, which is what you asked. I said, POTUS could have done a couple things different. I said, like shut down the economy until we figure this thing out. But I said, now that we know, and like he wants us to do, um, um, that it isn't anywhere near as dangerous as the flu, we should open everything up 100%. With the caveat of folks with comorbidities being extremely careful and businesses having the option to require mass social distancing. But there's not a lot of talk about what has happened with the shutdowns, depression, alcohol, drug abuse, child abuse, domestic uh, violence, divorce, and even suicide skyrocketing. I said, I'm in the military and military suicides have gone way up, even more than 22 a day, which is unthinkable to me and extremely hard for me. So I said, regardless as Americans, we should not be used as pawns in a chess game, regardless of your affiliation. And she goes, I'm so disappointed, Aaron. Up until, <laughs> wow. up, up until your last comment, I thought highly of you, but you haven't paid attention. Meaning, I haven't watched enough CNN, right? Yeah. Trump was the one who ignored the doctors and made it so his supporters couldn't wear a mask. They, they couldn't. They couldn't wear a mask. Trump said, no, I will throw you in jail. Although it's the Democrats throwing us in jail if we don't wear a mask, right? So... Uh, without being disloyal to him, I said, I'm also amazed that you could be in the military and support his statements about military, uh, my relatives in the various armed forces. And these are where her talking points come into play. I know, I, I know this is all like BS made up. My relatives in the vet, various armed forces, whether active or vets, were extremely dismayed by his comments about who serve big suckers and losers. I personally will never forget his disdain for my hero, Senator McCain, who survived being a prisoner of war. Just perfect out of the talking points like nailed it to a t Didn't mccain wasn't he on the uh, epstein locks i don't think mccain was i don't i, I never saw him. i never saw it but i said i said uh which no matter what you think of uh um mccain no negative words should be said towards him he did what he did i said i don't i never agreed with him i said but go do the actual research research on mask and tell me they work it is the biggest joke. They don't listen. This is why you don't listen to mainstream media. They have a narrative. And uh, then that's when I put out the, the wrong gif. And she said she, she talks to various medical doctors all the time, right? Oh. Yeah. Perfect talking points. Because as, uh, as, a, as a telemarketer. So uh, then I said, oh, by the way, is it in your talking points in front of you about Speaker Pelosi and Mayor de Blasio playing COVID down, both of whom said, come on down to Chinatown. And the same time calling POTUS xenophobic for shutting down travel to and from China? Or what about Governor Cuomo forcing COVID positive patients into nursing homes by the dozens? Is that a reason New York has one of the highest death rates from this? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so she waited a little bit, came back, <laughs> and then, you know, we kept, we kept going back. And I said, I don't even have cable. And trust me, Fox is just as bad as the rest anymore. And yes, it has been a good chat, even though we disagree with each other. It has been a civil di dialogue. I said, have a good weekend, Trump 2020. I threw my dagger in there, not going to lie. So she texts back like an hour and 15 minutes later. I, I, at this time, I'm like, okay, got it. I, I needed that last word in. 
She texts back, sorry, but only some subset of Trump supporters will have a good weekend. Hope you're not among them. And I said, I'm not sure what you mean by that. She goes, you said I have a good weekend. I said, yeah, but only a subset of Trump supporters. What happens to the rest? I'm, I, I don't know what she's talking about, but she said they'll ignore Trump's recommendations on how to protect themselves and, and loved ones from COVID. And I said, oh, so we should just all stay home on our fat asses, watch nothing but CNN and be in fear and live uh, fear for our lives and give up all our freedoms. I guess we're living in China now. Count me out. And she's like, wow, I've been going to restaurants, outside seating, um, but being socially distanced. And I said, same here. Isn't that what Trump wants to do the entire country? I thought so, and I haven't gotten anything since. I win. Last word, right? Until tomorrow morning when you I know, she right? texts you. Until she goes out and has some shots with her friends. Oh, I know. Texts you at 3 hey, o'clock in the hey, morning. She's telling her friends the same story oh, yeah. about this Trump supporter Guaranteed. she got she's it. She's got her tree hugger group hanging around, yeah. and they're talking about this you know, lunatic gun wielder that she was texting all night, and then yeah. she's going to get a few shots of her uh, you know, vodka and soda water. And... Uh, <laughs> You're going to get a text, text at about 3 o'clock this morning. <laughs> Christina's like, what is with you and Jane? Because I was talking to her about it. She's like, oh, you're going to fall in love with Jane. I was like, oh, trust me, no way. Who the fuck is Jane? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyways, we'll, we'll move on. Um, so, first and foremost, I got my Trump shirt on. I got my Trump hat on. Feeling very patriotic today. Uh, just want to send our, be- send our best wishes to POTUS and FLOTUS. Uh, hope you guys get better. Um, just... I, I sent that uh, that post earlier today that Washington Post sent out. Like, I wonder, does anyone wonder what it would be like to live without Trump in this no, world? they removed it. And they removed it an hour later. Right, yeah. they took it but, down. But someone had the balls to, like, post that for the Washington Post. It's not some lunatic, you know, left-winger in his basement. Yeah, it's some... But there's there's been so many blue check marks out there saying that they hope he dies. Yeah. And that's absolutely disgusting. And I will give... And I, this will probably be the first and last time you hear me do this. Biden and Obama both threw out good tweets today. They did. They both did. threw out good tweets saying, hey, didn't bring up anything about politics. Just said, hey, hope you guys get better. Well, even in Biden's post, did you read his tweet? It said this isn't a partisan issue. Yeah. Like we need and to Obama be one And Obama said, nation. hey, look, we're all humans here. Let's be humans. And hopefully they listen to that. Uh, hopefully the lunatic left listens to that. I don't know if they will. Um, but some of these people are just – but – I mean, you have Kathy Griffin holding up a severed Donald Trump head. You know, I mean, this is how far they've gone. This is TDS to a T, Trump derangement syndrome. So I don't know. Like, uh, but, you know, some of the, uh, like Kevin McCarthy, some of these higher up politicians have gotten out there, gotten to talk to Trump. Trump says he's in good spirits. He feels good. He's a little fatigued, but I think they'll come out on the right side of this. How did he get out? Oh, that door's open. Oh. My dog just got out of here. So, um, anyways, you want to throw him in the back? Yeah. Come on, Rubble. Rubble. Let's go. You have anything to say? On the, you, like, so let me ask you, because some people, even, even the right, say it might be a little... Fake? Okay. <laughs> don't act like you know me, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, my brain works in strategy. That's right? how my brain works. Yes. Okay? And um, this whole time, I'm 
there's a strategy here. There is. Make no mistake. And uh, I just want, and, and my eyes are wide open looking for the strategy here. It's, we don't know, obviously we know this was a man-made virus. We know that it's, there's an agenda behind the virus. I believe the virus is real. I believe that some people have, you know, succumbed to it. Um, you know, according to the latest numbers, it's point zero 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 one percent of the population dies from it. One ten thousandth of a percent. Yeah. And um, so, you know, all the press and publicity, you know, I, I just recently read a thing. Um, uh, the psychology of covering your likeness and, you know, your likeness is your face, right? The psychology of, of covering your likeness, what it does is it disassociates you with people. So what it does is it causes more division. So how many times you go to the grocery store and you, there's probably people there that you know that you would say, hey, or how are you, or whatever, someone from church, whatever. You don't even recognize them because like we wear hats, you put a hat on, you put a mask on, you had sunglasses, forget it. You don't even know who, you, and so you're disassociating people, creating more division. Okay, so who's, whose agenda is that, right? So there's that part of the agenda of the mask and that kind of thing. The virus is real, but, you know, what, what is it? And so my, my thing is, you know, I know many, many people that have been diagnosed with the virus had zero symptoms. Mm -hmm. I believe 100% that my wife had it. She had no sense of smell, no sense of taste for two weeks. Um, she had a little bit or whatever. And I swapped just about every fluid with her. So, and I had no symptoms. I had nothing. I'm sure that thing has come and gone through my body and probably I had no clue. And so I think the president, if in fact he does have the virus, he's probably just fine. But the, then there's the question, does he actually have it? Right. You know what I mean? And, and they both got it. And so now they have to quarantine, right? Mm -hmm. So what does that do with the debates now? There was some discussion, you know, that he was pretty heavy handed in that debate. He didn't let Biden hang himself, which most people wanted him to do. Oh, I mean, yeah. Biden doesn't even make sense. What do you say? 200 million Americans have died from COVID or whatever. And there's only 300 million Americans. Yeah. So two thirds of the population is that like his he doesn't know what he's talking about. The well, guy, then in the same in the same aspect during that same debate, he said, you know, if you wear a mask, you could save 200,000 lives. And right. then five minutes later, he's like, you know, if people just wore a mask, you could save 100,000 lives. Like, yeah. what? doesn't make any okay, sense. Okay, is it 200,000 or 100,000? So a lot of people think that Trump should have just let Biden hang himself. I mean, you know, the stories about his, you know, leg hair and the pool and whatever he goes off on these tangents <laughs> and la la land. You know, Trump didn't give him an opportunity to do that because he kept talking over the top of him. Aaron and I started to talk about this the other day, and he put me on pause until tonight. So I can't yeah. wait to hear about it. But in my mind, of course, I'm always searching for the agenda, what's the strategy, and where can I gain perspective in it? Because I believe the more perspective we gain, the more we're gonna gain in understanding the strategy or creating our own strategy. And so that's where my mind is with all of this. Not to like take over and get long-winded, but I know you were, you yeah. know, well, I, you know yeah. where, how my brain works, so that's yeah. where I'm at. I wanna know, we're never gonna get all the answers. I mean, no. you know, I, I was saying the other day, one of the things I hope that when I die, I get all the answers. <laughs> I want all the answers. So I just don't know what the angle is. Well, if you have all the answers, life is boring. Nothing to work towards, right? That's true. I'm always looking for the answers. It's a no, good thing. Uh, 
Yeah. But that's a, that's no a, drive at that that's point. how I think of Trump though. Trump is extremely strategic. He is. Everything he does, there's a point to it. There's a reason. Now, is he does he got a snake tongue? No. I mean, he's a little, you know, bullish at times and just throws it out there and hey, whatever. That's his New York and his Brooklyn coming out or Bronx, I can't remember which one he's from. Well, not only that, but that's just him not being a politician. Well, yeah, but like, yeah, I just, mean, you how many politicians how do you know that are really smooth talkers though? I know a lot of them. Right. There, there's a lot. You don't have to be a politician to be a smooth talker. Most people from New York that I've met are not smooth talkers, especially when they get upset, they get angry, or you call them out, you know, or try to call them out. So, so this is what I want to get to. This, this feeds perfectly into the debate, right? So after watching the debate, or it was another episode of the Whiskey Friday podcast oh. where everybody's yelling over each other. Jesus. Shut the fuck up, Dale. Shut up, Dale. <laughs> uh, which, which was like, and I, I watched the whole thing from front to front, from the beginning to end and walking away from it, I really felt Trump won in my, in my heart because I, I saw a bunch of, you know, just Biden out and out line. But I thought like, man, he did so much better against Hillary, right? He did so much better. He practiced for Hillary. And Trump even said, you know, about a week ago, like before the debate, he's like, I haven't been, you know, practicing or anything. And if you're going to go to a debate, you need to practice. But then I started looking into it afterwards. Right. I started listening to people, listening to people's coverage on it, all this stuff. Even Fox News News had him down, you know, like where they were. He barely won or whatnot. And I started listening to people. And so um, hat tip to Dan Bongino, dude, this guy out. he he's he's pretty brilliant he brought up some stuff and then i started looking even further into it and found out that it's it's pretty spot on but he he talked about this right this is one of the most massive elections in the world uh, like ever and this is a base election so pretty much what that means is there's not a lot of people that haven't decided who they want most people are all on the Trump train or most people either hate Donald Trump or dislike him enough to not vote for him. Okay. Even with Hillary, there were still people that were like very on edge with Donald Trump because he wasn't a politician for one. He wasn't well-spoken for two. And he was, he, he was kind of loud and he, he went after their Republicans. So even Republicans who were true Republicans didn't like the way they went after their people, went after Ted Cruz, went after Marco Rubio, went after Jeb Bush, right? Went after all these guys, didn't like them. But now are you, you guys are all Trump supporters, right? Absolutely. Did he lose your vote? No, no. Did Trump lose one vote? I don't think, I think he probably gained some votes after that. Well, I'm asking you, like, did anyone that was like sold on Trump, right? Know who Trump is, likes what he's doing for the country. Do you think that debate lost a single voter? No, probably not. Okay. But with all of his antics, how many of the radical left did Biden lose? He got Biden to denounce the Green New Deal. He got Biden to denounce defunding the police. And he got Biden to denounce socialized medicine. 
Where does a radical left want to go? All three of those. <laughs> On Biden's website, he says he's for the Green New Deal. Says it right there. And he said, he li- his words only, the Green New Deal will pay for itself. Chris Wallace goes, are you for the Green New Deal? No, I'm not for the Green New Deal. He got, he got him so riled up that he got him to denounce this stuff. Yeah. So literally, all these radical left AOC supporters, Kamala Harris, Ayanna Presley, Ilan Omar, um, who else? Bernie Sanders Bernie supporters, Sanders. right? That all were like, okay, Joe Biden's going to make our America. Because even Biden, as he won the nomination, said, look. I'm going to, this is going to be our, our platform. We're running on the Bernie Sanders platform, socialized healthcare. We're running on the Green New Deal and we're running on defunding the police. Now, there are a ton of clips in Joe Biden's career where he could debate himself over and over again because he flip flops so bad. He caters to his audience and that's all he cares about. Whoever's in the audience, he'll say whatever he needs to do to make them feel better. There's no audience there. So Trump riled him up so bad that he got him to do this, right? Now, The reason why people think Biden did so good or did better than what they thought, Republicans have literally, I I just started golfing. Republicans have literally set the bar so low for Joe Biden that all he has to do is not die on that stage and he, he did better than what we thought. That's all he had to do. How long have we been talking about Trump's going to smash Biden, Biden and all his gaffes. He can barely get a, a sentence together, all this stuff. All Biden had to do was basically show up and not die and not die on stage. And Trump would have done better. That's all our fault. That's us fault, like watching the media and getting too far into that because we know you can pump someone full of, you know, some good drugs, get them all hyped up, whether it's, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not even going to go to the adrenochrome route, but like, like no, no, I know we always end up going there, but not even that, give him two Adderall, see how he feels, right? Give him a couple Adderall, fucking bing, like he's, he's on stage, he's ready to go, he can talk for a little bit, that's all he had to do. Did anybody else, I I don't know if I'm the only one that noticed, well, I know I'm not the only one because I was talking to one of the guys at work, but did it seem to anybody else, either you, Rob, or Aaron, did it seem like Biden knew the questions that were coming because no, as far, as far as me watching it, there was, there was a point where I was watching him and he was like reading from a script. No, but there are the little things with the wire coming out of the collar or the, the cuff, uh, the wire hanging out of his jacket. There could have been some of that stuff, but I don't know Uh, what I do think is Chris Wallace threw him up softballs and was throwing, 92 mile an hour curveballs to Donald Trump. Right, but my question is is why why was, you know, if, if this is a debate and they don't know the questions in a debate, correct? When it comes to Biden looks like this? down because he do, he's got to you got to remember when you're old like even I do this sometimes. I'll look down to gather my thoughts before I start talking. Okay. So it wasn't that he was reading I don't something. Know. Some people will look up and think, right? You do that. Okay. Albert, you want to know why? Yeah. Because uh, I think I'm a visual thinker yep people look side to side they're yep. auditory and people who look down are kinetic so when people look down to think they're they think with their feelings they're, that's how they retain information is through feelings yep okay i look up because i'm a visual person 
but people that look side to side are auditory. So just so you know, next time you're communicating with someone, you watch those behaviors, you'll know how to communicate with them better. So, so here, here's where I'm going with this basically side is, note, sorry. no, 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 that, that's, <laughs> that's good. So basically say 40% of the country is for Trump. 40% is for Biden, right? You have 20% that are moderates. They don't know what to do. Basically what Trump, Trump is trying to do by going hard in the paint is get his 40% out to vote. The 20% moderates, he doesn't care about them. Uh, he does, right? He does, but he's not worried about their votes. Get those 20% to say, you know what? It's not even worth it. Biden fucking sucks. I don't like okay, Trump. Okay, so I want to make sure I understand you correctly here before you continue on. So you're saying through his badgering of Biden. Yes. Okay. Now me, as I watched it, thought to myself, tone it down, man. You're going in too hard. I said that. He, he yeah. went in a little too hard. Um but I'll be honest, that thought right there made me think to myself, oh, shit, man, I better get out and vote because he, he could have really ruffled some feathers there the way he treated this guy. And so that made me, I mean, I'm going to vote anyways, but yeah. it really made me feel like, shit, I better start telling people, hey, we need to make sure and get to the polls. We need yeah. to get out there and vote. Like, yeah. this is important. Yeah. And so that, that's, that's a key thing right there. It, like, getting out and voting is, is extremely, extremely important. And just on a side note of that, don't just vote for Donald Trump. You need to vote red all the way down, all the way down. It is massively important that we win every seat we can because uh, we can probably get into this a little bit later, but in the event of the electoral like tie 270-270 or neither president get to 270, there's a lot of things that can happen. And I've been looking into this and it's, it's pretty wild what's going on, but Anyways, so you say 40%, they get out to vote. Or even even say 30% of that, right? 30%. So 75% of the Trump supporters get out and vote. You have 20% of the country that's moderates. Say they don't know either way. They're looking at Biden saying, this guy goes back and forth. He caught him on TV going back. They caught him on TV lying, going back and forth on all, all these issues. They're not going to vote regardless. Okay, they're not going to vote. Then you have, the other, say, the other 40% of the country that are going to vote for Biden because either the 2% that actually like Biden and then the other 38% that hate Trump so much or want the radical left agenda, how many of those people did he lose because of what he got Biden to say? Well, so I'll tell you, you know, I've got a handful of Hispanic employees and these, these guys are straight they were born in mexico they live here their families still live in mexico the whole build the wall thing really pissed them off you know they they didn't like trump just for that reason yeah you know? right and so you know i remember four years ago talking with these guys and it was you know we don't talk politics much at work but you know you have a beer with a guy after work and it was always the you know f trump and this that whatever and you know I, you know, I respect and understand their perspective because they were born in Mexico. They're over here living the good life. And, you know, that wall signified that not being able to happen for their family members. Okay? Yeah. So I understand their perspective. Yeah, absolutely. But I had a conversation with these guys today and these guys were like, we have got to get out and vote for Trump. This is crazy. <laughs> we cannot 
let Biden get in office, this is going to fuck us all. We, and so this is a group of, like I said, they're first generation, you know, they're born in Mexico, first generation over here and have kids raising kids in America that just four years ago said F Trump. And this year they're rallying together and they've got like, they're now Republican. They are, we can't put this guy in office. Yeah. We got to go out and vote Trump. So that that's that's funny though because there was a Telemundo survey of who won the debate, and you would think because obviously Republicans always get the white vote. It is you know that that you know thing that Democrats always get the rate the other races, but Telemundo had a survey. Sixty six percent of the people said Trump won, and thirty two percent said Biden won. And the other couple percent were undecided or whatever. That's two thirds, and that's Telemundo. Right? I saw C-SPAN. C-SPAN. Sixty-nine percent said Trump won. Yeah, on C-SPAN. That's- C-SPAN. So this leads me into my next thing. If Trump lost or just did so terrible, then why did the media jump on right away about getting rid of the next two debates? Their thing is, oh, it's not worth it. We're not going to let Trump do this. But wouldn't, if Trump was stepping on his own feet, wouldn't they be like, oh, yeah, we, need, him, we yeah. need this to happen We more. need him to keep stepping on his own and feet. And now that didn't work because Trump was like, fuck off. I'm doing the debates. That didn't work. So now they're talking about the next moderator being able to mute mics. Being Joe Rogan? Get out of here. Yeah, being but able to that, mute now mics. the next moderator is supposed to be a C-SPAN... No, the next moderator, I, I believe, is a Hil- like was a Hillary campaign person. This is crazy. Yeah, and is able to mute the mics. But but how's that? I, I think mean, it was from from CBS is the next moderator. But how's that gonna how's that gonna work? I mean, they're they're eight feet apart. Like they're not gonna be able to yell at that point. We can't hear them. No, yeah, on TV. Oh, mute the yeah. mic so we can't hear. Yeah. Them. Oh. Yeah. That's not right. But I will say, the best meme I've saw, seen out of the debate, there was a lot of them, right? Because the debates are all about this, like the five-second things. So there was the, the exchange between Trump and Biden, and they got rid of it, and they dubbed it over with stepbrothers. Oh, yes. Did you put, my nut, did you put your nuts on my drum sack? You better not have. Oh, I yeah. will find I saw that one. <laughs> I saw it wasn't a meme. It wasn't a meme. Well, I guess it was a meme, but it said, this is the debate we all want. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it, and it's and it's Biden on one side, Trump on the other side of Joe Rogan's podcast table, oh, yeah. and Joe Rogan in the center. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna get into the seven lies that Biden told. Okay, so one was the court packing, um, and this is a serious serious topic. Okay, so we all know uh, ACB is right now going through the um, the Senate right now to get approved um, to become the ninth. Yeah, they're trying to fast track her right in. Ninth right? Supreme Court right, Justice, yeah. yeah. So, one, Trump got Biden to say something good about Amy, Amy Coney Barrett. I don't mind her. She's a fine, like, he said, I don't mind her. Yeah. She's a decent person. So, right there, that's going to piss off his left base, right? But... Chris Wallace asked him about court packing and then let him get off easy, which was bullshit. But most people don't know what court packing is. Do you know what court packing is? I do not. Okay, so so this is what court packing is. So let's say Biden wins and we get a Democratic Senate next year. 
Okay. So Democrats take over the Senate and we get a, a Democrat as a president. They can choose to add three or four Supreme Court justices to the bench. So take it from nine to 12? Nine to 13. Because right now we have a, technically a six to three. Ju Justice John Roberts is kind of like a very, we can't, he, he is a conservative judge, but he's not always voting conservative. Right, you can't always count on him. Can't always count on him. So I would even say we have a solid, with Amy Coney Barrett in, we have a solid 5-4. Okay? Say they add three judges and make it 12. Or, or they ha it has to be an odd number. Say they add four judges. All four are going to be Democrat or liberal, whatever. There's no, like, nope. There's no limitation cap? on that. No. On the Supreme Court? Nope. Wow. No checks and balances. Really? So they can court pack. So that's why they're asking them. Are you going to court pack? I'm not going to answer that. But get out and vote. That's his answer. And Chris Wallace lets him get off scot-free. And Trump, are you going to court pack? Answer the question. Trying to get him. This is why Trump's doing this. He's going against two guys right now. Right. The uh, entire debate. Yeah. He's going against two guys. So he's not going to put up with any bullshit. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Wallace wasn't an impartial no, you know, moderator. So I wish Trump would have kept going after this because this is a massive issue for conservative people and even 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 keel Democrats, even like le uh, center left Democrats, you know, that um, have some of those ideologies. They don't want the court to be packed. They Supreme Court justice is something that's not supposed to be politicized. That is supposed to be the top checks and balances for the executive branch, right? That is that is what what it's supposed to be. So, I wish he would have um, would have um, leaned into that more. Um, obviously, you guys heard Antifa is not an organization; it's an idea. Yep. Um, that's an out and out lie, which is crazy. Trump. I wish Trump would have leaned in more on that. Chris Wallace asked Trump to denounce white supremacy. Says sure. That's not good enough for Chris Wallace. Doesn't ask Biden to denounce Antifa or even BLM. I know everybody's scared to bring up BLM. I'm not. I don't care. They're a Marxist organization. They're all what they stand for are is they're pieces of shit. I know there's some people that have the right, you know, idea and the right morals in their heart about what it should be, but most of it, the leaders, of the top of them, they're all pieces of shit in my opinion. Didn't get him to announce that. Then, then he said something about Trump and his billionaire buddies getting rich, right? But then you look at it. Who is Bezos and Bill Gates voting for? <laughs> right? So who uh, has the billionaire buddies? Yeah. All right. That's, that's one thing. The Green New Deal, we've already discussed it. Got him to denounce it. And then we talked about the COVID-19 stuff. Trump killed 200,000. 200, I even put a quote here. Come on, man. I wish I had the little sound bite from Joe Biden. Come on, man. And um, I wish Trump would just come out and say the facts about this because even Trump, this is what I don't like is he still kind of tiptoes around it. I want him to come out and say, look, coronavirus is not as deadly as the flu. Everybody get back to it. I just want him to come out and say it. Stop piddlefooting around. Just come out and say it. It's not a big deal. Talk about the numbers. Don't, don't uh, pussyfoot. Um, 
So here's another one. Uh, racial sensitivity training. So do you guys training. remember? Yeah, do you remember this? Yeah. Did you hear this in the debate? I did not. So Chris Wallace asked him why he was getting rid of racial, racial sensitivity training, right? And this is a government training. But it's not racial sensitivity training. Basically what this is, is um, it's critical race theory. So critical race theory is all about how the white person's bad. Right. White person's bad, blah, 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 blah. Trump got rid of it. And people are going crazy. This is all about their narrative of, of Trump being racist. It's, it's just crazy to me because critical race theory is based on a Marxist idea. Again, Marxist, right? Where the white person has the white privilege. It's all about white privilege. And if you don't come out and say you're not racist, then you are, in fact, a racist. Which makes the people making me say I'm not a racist. So critical racist. race theory is uh, all about the uh, um, Robin D'Angelo, I think her name is, is that that wrote the book all about the r white fragility and all this stuff. It's all about the you know white person's the bad person, and this is what was being taught. I don't know for how long. I never saw the training, but I have been in some EO classes that were very borderline. Um, and I'm glad he got rid of it. I'm glad he, he fucking dumped that shit, get rid of it. Because it is, uh, basically, it's a racist training program. What did you see that, I, I read something a couple weeks ago that now all, uh, is it, is it, was it all California universities or California schools are now going to have to have like a, a racial? They have been. A racial... Uh, yeah, they have been. Just like they, they teach that pedophilia is, is a uh, a sickness. Or no, what is pedophilia? A disease. No. Sexual orientation. It's a sexual orientation. Oh, no. that's right. Oh, yeah. well, that can't be right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's multiple universities training it. Sexual orientation like being gay. Yeah, yeah so they, they've right. actually lumped it in with the LGBTQ. So, yeah. P, yeah. LMNOP. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and then the last lie, um, that I saw, I know there were more lies, um, but these are the ones that I wrote down is, uh, the Hunter Biden stuff. Oh, that's been debunked. That's been debunked. Trump was calling him out. Hey, where'd that 3.5 million come from? Moscow mayor's wife, like just gave it to you. What'd you do for it? What'd he do for it? Tell us. Oh, it's been, it's been debunked. No, it hasn't. I mean, that's, it's a known fact. Just no one's talking about it. I wish they would, uh, have you seen those memes? Uh, the Hunter Biden, uh. A debate watch party memes? no oh there's one with uh i have it i'm pretty Scarf upset about scarface this. yeah where he's got the coke all over his face yeah and it says hunter biden's you know debate watch party and he's like <laughs> all coked out yeah oh man they're awesome um but he did get <laughs> joe biden to tell him to uh shut up would you just shut up got him to do a bunch of stuff called him a clown a couple times um so what did, uh, what did uh biden say to the military Oh, uh, you but stand up and clap you. Yeah, a bunch of bastards or oh yeah, uh, yeah. something like that. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of bastards. Yeah, stand up and clap you, bunch of bastards. Yeah, bunch of lazy bastards, something like that. Yeah, but his son, his son got it's a bronze crazy, star. Uh, that that can you imagine if Trump said something like that? Oh my yeah. god. Hey, what was really good though is that when Trump was going after and just digging, he he was he had his heels in Biden, just going after Hunter Hunter, and. Joe uh, Joe Biden 
try to get out of it about bringing up Bo Biden. Bo Biden. He's like, God, oh, my son's a war hero. And he's like, who? He's not, not Hunter. Not he Hunter. got dishonorably discharged. <laughs> and he's like, no, Bo. And he's like, I'm not talking about Bo. Bo is a good guy. Like, he, got, he got a bronze star. Yeah, we're, we're not talking about Bo right now. But did you know after Bo died, Hunter fucked his widow? What? Really? Yeah. Oh. His dead brother's widow. That's how good of a guy Hunter is, though, <laughs> Quality right? People. Quality people. And at the same time, got uh, a lawsuit for uh, for a new a child he didn't know about from a hooker. And that's uh, that's a true story. I'm not just making that up. So um, here's one of my takeaways. Um, Trump killed it when it came to talking about the lockdowns, talking about the depression, alcoholism, child abuse, divorce, and suicide. Thought he did really well. I wish he would have again leaned in on that subject a little bit more because that's a very very good thing to lean on when it comes to lockdowns because what we're going to see out of this uh after you know i don't know uh, a year after these lockdowns say these states stay in lockdowns it's going to be massive massively uh impacted a lot of people will be um and then here here's a gaffe um so biden is probably going to get sued but the day after the debate, Biden thought he would be a smart guy. They came out with an ad, and he he tweeted about um, Donald Trump not denouncing white supremacy, even though he has. He has a million times. But he didn't denounce white supremacy and then showed a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse. So uh, do you know who Kyle Rittenhouse is? I did not. He's that kid that had the... Uh, the um, AR-15 AR in the streets of Minnesota, Minnesota, no, Minnesota uh, no. Indiana, no, not Indiana. But he he shot those three people. Shot when? the guy, shot the guy in the head. He went down to the right. Blew the guy's arm off. An AR-15. Yeah, and they and were they providing, they were pro uh, providing medical service for people down there. They he had a medical bag on him and everything. Seventeen-year-old kid, right? He had an AR-15 on. Had an AR-15. They're in a war zone. Yeah. If you think about it. They're, they're so down, one guy went after him. They're buildings down. They're throwing bricks at people. One guy through. threw a, a, a Molotov Mol cocktail at him. Yeah. Went after him. Little struggle. Shot him in the head. Was running. Tried to get hit. The guy tried to hit him over the head with a skateboard. He fell down. Shot him in the stomach. He went down. It was actually. It looked like it was in the stomach. Got him one shot in the heart. Oh. Killed him. He, he, like, had, like, three steps and was dead. And then another guy ran up to him with a pistol, backed down. So Kyle Rittenhouse, like, put his his rifle down, went back up at him. He lifted his, his AR up and shot him in the arm and blew his bicep off. It was gnarly. So he came out, like, unscathed completely? Well, yeah. They, they did arrest him, right? Well, he, he went to the police right afterwards, turned himself in. They arrested him. I don't know where it's at. I, I don't know, know either. We, I, I know the same anything. lawyer for um, Nick Sandman, the kid from CNN that got paid by CNN, right? Um, the um, With the Indian in his face. Oh, yeah. That was beating the drum a long time ago, and yeah. they made him look like a terrible person. You got to get him up to speed on that. But um, I know you've seen the memes on it. The The same lawyer is, is, is uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer now. But... Anyways, he put, there's nothing in 
Kyle Rittenhouse's profiles or anything that ever said he he associates with the Proud Boys, which isn't a white supremacist group, but anything with white supremacy. And Biden just put his face out there and called him a white supremacist. Wow. So Biden will get sued. Oh yeah. Huh. And but, but hopefully see, hopefully the, Hunter can cover his costs. See, but that's the thing yeah. we'll never hear about that because I mean, yeah. where's all the uh, you know where's all this media on the Kyle Rittenhouse? What, you know, yeah, where, it, it, it was uh, it was there and then gone. I right? haven't heard. I haven't why, heard why about it. I, hear about this I haven't though. heard about it since it. Oh, happened. you should have. I go on Twitter and it's just Trump slander everywhere. But oh yeah. I hear about something like that that happened. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it it was out there for a good week, week and a half, and Maybe then it kind of just that, got probably, buried. Probably that, like two weeks. But it it was a big deal. It was a big deal. It was the first time anyone actually um, went back after Antifa. Or whatever, right? I mean, well, you got that one uh, Uber driver that shot that guy. Yeah, yeah, that was that's sad. That's the wrong place, wrong time. Um, he was just trying to get to a Uber call, and it was Uber Eats or Uber Eats. Yeah, yeah he was just he trying, was to, trying deliver to deliver food, food and, and turned got, down a wrong street. Got attacked by Antifa. He had his gun with him. Shot. Didn't know what to do. And shot thought, an Antifa guy right in the head. Yeah. Yep. So, so anyways, that that's what i had on the debate i don't know what like after that did i change your mind at all oh about what i'm still gonna vote for trump <laughs> well no no no. i'm saying about like trump not be doing as good as what you thought i thought trump did i thought trump did i thought trump personally did good because there was a, like you said there was a couple times where you know he got biden to to stutter to go to the go to the old joe where he couldn't put a sentence together you know, he told Trump, you know, hey, man, would you just shut up? You know, called, called him a, a racist, called him a racist, called him a clown like called two or three clown. times. You know, he had he had the Biden part where Trump flustered. said, hey, don't you ever use the word smart with me? Oh, again? my God. Was great. That was great. You can't even remember where you went to college. Yeah. <laughs> I think if anything, you just gave me more perspective. I mean, now I want to, you know, watch it, you know, and see what the angle is. You yeah, know, there's. Trump is really good about showing you things right to your face and you not knowing what it is. You know, I've, I've seen so oh, many yeah. different things. Where he, you've had to go back and watch it and yeah, you're like, he, oh. He does like a yeah. rubs it in your face yeah. kind of thing yeah. without you know he's rubbing it in your face yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and here's my thing is like, so the Proud Boys, right, when they started talking about the white supremacy stuff, I'm not. I, I'm not a big fan of the Proud Boys. I don't uh, even know what that is. So Proud Boys was started by a, a guy named Gavin McGinnis. If you go watch any of Gavin McGinnis's um, YouTube videos or anything like that, he is very hardcore conservative, like very hardcore. He's not a white supremacist though, right? Even though, yeah. Like he, when, when it comes to like, he's had a lot of like, um, where he's been on like panels with women. And women that are like, women's rights, women's rights. And he's like, fuck that. They belong in the kitchen. Oh. Kind of like, he's very hardcore conservative, like very old, old school. school. But, he, but he doesn't mean it in, a, like, a terrible way to where women aren't, like, he's not putting women un- underneath him. He's saying that God made women for certain things. Whereas the left wants to, so the way I look at it is Satanists, Okay, we're, we're kind of going a little off cuff, but Satanists want women. There's no sex with Satanists, right? So they want to bring up women 
and bring down men. That's why you see all these beta males. All these beta males that are like, eh, they don't hold doors open for women anymore. They fucking apologize for everything. They don't stick to any, any like, they're not honest about anything. And then you have these females coming up that are pretty much dudes, right? So that that is their whole point. God made females for a reason. And I'm not just saying to pump out babies. That's not their only reason. They have a ton of amazing qualities about them, right? But Gavin McGinnis calls that out because you always have these liberal ass women that are always like, it's not about women being equal anymore. This feminist thing. It's not about that. It's about women being better. And it's almost like this BLM stuff where it's not about blacks being equal anymore. It's about blacks being better. So it's almost like the reverse racism, reverse feminism or whatever you call it. You, you kind of understand what I'm yeah. like kind of getting at. That's who Gavin McGinnis is. So he started this group called the Proud Boys. So they would go out and now the name brings like now it makes sense, right? Proud Boys. <laughs> so and and they would counter protest, Antifa protests, any of these uh, liberal protests. They would counter protest. That's all it was. And they would exercise their Second Amendment rights. But you've never heard of like Proud Boys getting out of control. Never heard them tearing down buildings, burning, looting, any of that. They would literally counter protest and they protected a lot of people that way because I, I think that they would get out there. Now, Gavin McGinnis has since left and it has gone a little wonky to where I feel like they go out and look for a fight. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So they're going out and looking for a fight, which I still don't agree with. Now, if Antifa comes down our road, I would hope me and my buddies would protect my road because this is our home. But they go and travel and look for a fight. You know what I mean? Right. So to me, I'm not a big fan of that. Those people should be protecting their own homes. Whatever. With that said, there's a half black, half Puerto Rican that leads the Proud Boys. So to call them a white supremacist group is just bonkers to me. But that is their, that is what the left is going after for being white supremacists because that's all they have. That's all they have as a narrative is because the majority of them are white. Okay. The majority, there's a lot of ex-military in there. There's a lot of that stuff. Like, you know, even um, I've heard Tim Kennedy talk about the Proud Boys, even right. though he, he doesn't associate with them at all. Um, but that is what they have to go on as a narrative. So that's how they, that's what they're doing. They're taking the one group that they because can. they know they can't take the KKK anymore. And that's who they associate Trump with. And it has to be white supremacist because Trump is the biggest racist ever. Well, what has Trump said about the Proud Boys? Nothing. So, the, okay, go, going back to the debate, Chris Wallace asked him to, to denounce white supremacy. And Trump goes, sure. What do you want me to call them? Because he's looking for a name. And Chris Wallace said, I just want you to denounce white supremacy. And Joe Biden said, Proud Boys. And he goes, Proud, Proud Boys. Like, don't go out there, but stand by. So Trump's never been good with, like, choosing words at the right time. Because even that whole Charlottesville thing, if you listen to the entire interview, it makes sense. But in the beginning, 
He says there's good. There was good people on both yeah, sides. Yeah. Right. Right. Even though before that, he talked about the good people on the right that were protesting the night before that peaceful protest didn't want the statue taken down whatever that's what he's talking about there's good people on both sides and then he even goes further and even says kkk white supremacy should be denounced said it but the, the media doesn't play that but he just being from new york and being as being as a, a bull right he's in the, he's an alpha male but let's just get that straight. Yeah. Trump is an alpha male. He's a lion. He doesn't fuck around. He says it how it is, and sometimes words come out before... The brain thinks about it. <laughs> you think about it. Yes! How awesome is that? It's pretty cool. A golf cart just drove by with a massive Trump 2020 flag, and that was like perfect timing. <laughs> I feel like we should have been on video for that. Right. That would have been great. So, um... That's kind of where I'm getting at is he doesn't always pick the right times because it's all about sound bites these days. It's all about sound clips. So basically what they have Trump like saying is like telling the Proud Boys to stand down but stand by is what he told him. My history teacher went on for an hour talking about how Trump is an idiot, racist, whatever. He's a white guy. My history teacher is a white guy. Most of them are. Calling Trump supporters crackers. Yeah. A white guy calling Trump supporters crackers. Oh, you need to try to get that on film. I, I honestly was. You should try to get that on film. And uh, I'll take it to his face. He went on for the whole hour. This guy is a lunatic. Yeah. Dude. And most, mo- it's mostly white people yelling in black cops' faces. Yeah. Talking, calling him, calling him racial Uncle slurs. Tom, calling him Uncle Tom. Calling him racial and... slurs. And who's the racist? Gosh. That's yeah. what's amazing to me. People keep feeding into it, though. I mean, hey, that is what it is. Can't really say that. Go out and vote. <laughs> Go out and vote. Red, down the line. We need the House. So, so that's the other question is if, say we do win the House, who who do you think or who would become the Speaker? Oh, um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I can't – I. Off the top of my head, I cannot remember who the speaker was from 2016 or 2017 to 2019. I cannot remember his name at all. It might have been McCarthy. It might have been um, like Trump's um, right hand right now because oh, okay. he promoted him. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like there, there's a, a few good candidates, man. I mean, Matt Gates is he's a baller. I love I love that guy. Young. Smart, articulate, knows how to knows how to get out there. Um, he's not afraid to vote either way, which I love about him. Because let, let's be honest, like, there Democrats will put a good bill across the desk every every now and then, now and again. That makes sense. There was one that they just that they just voted on about um, school debt, to where now, um, and I don't know if this is passed or not, but. Um, Matt Gates spoke on it about students being able to declare bankruptcy on student debt. And, and basically what will happen is you will have, I, I'm going to guess, 700 to a million kids declare bankruptcy the day that thing goes through. And what's that going to do? That's going to destroy the colleges. Oh, yeah. 
And what needs to happen? They need to get a wake-up call because they just keep raising the prices, raising the prices, and, and it's all a bunch of bullshit. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not for free college, but I'm also not for colleges fucking over students, especially when you're going there to get an education on how white fragility is a thing. So, my take. Rob? <laughs> it's a racket. It's a racket. It, it is. It's, College? Listen. Yeah. The government creates perceptions of different things to make money on the people. School is one of them. Massive student debt, um, interest rates, long terms. The government is making a shit ton of money on students. Oh, yeah. Okay? The government is making money on retirement. The government is making money on insurance. The government is... They're just disguising more taxes. Yeah. That's all uh, they're doing. Yeah. They're they're, Agreed. They're, the government is using us as an income source. Yeah. With taxes, with everything. Think about how much we have to pay into. And if you think about insurance... Obamacare's all these things. It's ironic that uh, you know Obama. The whole Obamacare thing is is that was just another way to get more money out of us. Yeah. Well, my uh, my mother-in-law's got Obamacare right now, and I think she said she pays something like seven seven hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Or eight hundred bucks a month for there, insurance. That's there, that's there's garbage. people that I talk to. And I talked to him about health insurance, and I, I'm like, shit, man, you could buy another house. Yeah. You could buy a, a, a rental property for the least and make some money off of that for health insurance. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it's 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 outrageous what it is. I don't know. All right. Before we get on to b- bigger and better things, do you guys have uh, anything else? Trump debates? Anything? Yeah. All right, good. All right, so I'm going to talk. Uh, we're going to get in a little bit of golf stuff, some good stuff, right? Um, so I was watching some videos this week, and I saw a Rick Shields video. And you, you know who Rick Shields is. I do not. Come on. Come on. He's got an Instagram. Follow him. All right. Well, it, YouTube channel is even YouTube better. YouTube channel is even way so better. Rick Shields is a pro. Um he, I, I, I want to say he tried the PGA for a little I bit. I want to say he was on the European tour. European tour. He was on the European right. tour for a while. So he, he's British. He's from the UK. Um, and he, he's like the number one golf podcast in the UK. He's number two in America. So this guy, he's awesome. He's got some badass videos out there. Anyways, so just a heads up October 15th he has a uh, review coming out on YouTube on the new uh, Titleist the two new drivers that are coming out like the T like the the Oh yeah there's two of them one of them's a bigger head one of them one of them's a little bit smaller smaller's for like the pros bigger's for like it's almost like a big Bertha style right. for the Titleist right. right but I watched this video and I just I wanted to bring this up cuz it's awesome so it was titled did I discover a new way to putt? Intrigued me, right? I mean, why would that not? I suck at putting. I am a, when it comes to three putting, I am on it. I'm great <laughs> at it. I'm 
just hey call me good so um so i open it up and basically what this is it, it's a putter but it's like a shuffleboard putter so you guys have all played shuffleboard so instead of like putting it like normal you push it so it, it, it it's a putter head but the iron comes up and behind it and so you push it so he went through and he brought up a um, a PGA rule that I didn't know is that you cannot stand in the line of your putt. Hmm. Did you know that? I did not. So when you putt, so you know how most putters, and for the visual, right? You got you got the ball, then you got the the hole, straight ahead of you, and everybody stands behind it. You cannot putt from this angle. Hmm. You cannot putt. So basically you can't like straddle it and putt or anything like that, right? So with this, it's like the shuffleboard. It's like a putter like this. So you're standing in the line. So basically what you have to do though is you have to like step to the side and lean and you putt. So he did this and he went through a lot of practice rounds and I thought it was really cool that he, that he did this. But, um, and then he, he was showing how he did it and then he did a uh, nine hole um, on, on just a practice putting green, nine holes with his putter versus the other putter. Now, mind you, this guy's been putting with his, like the way he's putted for 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, and then he decides to putt with this one day. So he's doing this and he's putting and, um, his, his putter won three holes up three holes at the end of it. Okay. So that's not bad. You, you would think with him putting, putting, it was it would be like a seven nothing or something like that. But yeah. he, uh, it was pretty cool. Basically what he said though, is like, if the grass is wet, it's better because it slides. Cause you have to slide it on the ground to putt. Right. So like a shuffleboard, right. If you had a dry board or something like that, it's going to stick. stick. So he, you can imagine how many putts he left way short. Cause right. it'd be like, and it would just like come up short. So you got to go watch it, dude. It, it's a cool video just to see it. But he did say if you've been putting for years and you just like can't get putting down, this could be something that you could try. Now, will we see this ever in the PGA? Probably not. Highly doubtful. Very highly, highly doubtful because most kids that become pro golfers and most pro golfers start golfing when they're kids they learn to putt the same way forever and they're really well, it's probably like I saw, not going to change a, it. Uh, um, I saw a putter head cover today on, I was scrolling through Instagram and it said drive for show, putt for dough. Putt for dough. And yeah. it was, you know, it was a putter head cover, which is, you know, that's, that's where they say in the skins game, you know, you make your money yeah. on your putts. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. But going back to Rick Shields, did you see his, uh, his review on the um, 90 quid or the $100 driver that he bought off of Amazon? No. Versus his Cobra? No. Look that one up. So it's a, it's a gold head or a gold face yeah. uh, driver. Black, really sleek. It's a 460cc um, uh, you know, head. And uh, he bought it off of Amazon for you know in 
in uh, England it was like 90 pounds. He's like, so in America it's like 100 bucks for you guys. And uh, he takes it to the driving range, hits a couple. First one, like, way right. He's like, ooh, that wasn't good. Yeah. Then he starts hitting it, and he's like, okay, it's not bad. So then he goes out to one of the tee boxes, and he does uh, – he flips a coin. You know, heads, I go with the gold one first. Tails, I go with my, my you know, tailor-made, you know, adjusted-for-me cobra. So he flips it, it's heads. So he starts off with the cobra or with the, uh, with the Amazon driver, and he's got four balls marked with a G for gold and then four plain balls that he's hitting with the yeah. cobra. So hits one. You know, back and forth, back and forth. Then he goes out, and the first three balls he gets to are – or the first two balls he gets to are uh, um, the G, so the gold, Amazon one. And they're – one's dead center of the fairway, one's, like, right in the rough. Yeah. Then he goes over to the other side, and there's two Cobras, one in the fairway, one in the rough, and then there's another G that's a little farther in the rough. And then he's like, my third, my third Cobra one's in the trees. That, that, yeah. that thing's gone. He goes, wasn't the driver, it was me. Yeah. Then he walks up, he goes, so it means there's one and one. He walks up to the first ball, picks it up, it's the G. Walks like four yards ahead, it's the Cobra driver. And he goes, the G was like a 300-yard drive. So the, the – Hundred dollar driver off of Amazon yeah. drove over three hundred oh, yards. Okay. The Cobra he okay. drove like three oh two. That's pretty. And good. he goes, so a hundred pound or you know a hundred dollar driver versus yeah. a five hundred dollar driver. Yeah. He goes for somebody that doesn't play a lot of golf. Yeah. Or is a beginner. He goes. That's pretty. Hundred dollar driver is pretty good. Yeah. Like it's 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 like a sixteen minute video, but I yeah. mean, it was it was pretty good. That's pretty good. This is what Rick Shields does now is he doesn't pro anymore. Uh, at least I don't think so. I uh, know. He just um, does reviews. He does reviews. So he did the review on the vice balls. You know, you've seen a lot of those ads on vice, mm-hmm. vice balls. And he put them up against the Pro V1s. You know what? Because the vice are, I think, $15 cheaper than a box of vices are versus a box of Pro V1s. He said, he goes, watch, in the next couple of years, you're going to see vice balls on the, on, on the, on tour. the PGA, on, on the tour. You know, the other ball he did a, a, a review on, which we found, or I found, in uh, Sedona, was that Kirkland ball. Oh, yeah, Kirkland. Yeah. The Kirklands. He, the Costco he hits, balls. He hits Pro V1s. That's, That's all, all he, he plays hits. with, yeah. And he did a review on the Kirkland balls. And he goes to the range. He's got one of those, you know, simulators that does, you know, Spin and trackman, yeah. The trackman does spin and ball speed and angle and all that. And uh, after hitting all the um, um, after hitting all the Kirkland balls, he hit a couple of you know Pro V1s. And he's like, for the price, he goes, These Kirkland balls play just like the Pro V1s. He's like, I'm getting the same spin rate, I'm getting the same ball speed, I'm getting everything that I get with a Pro V1 for half the price, yeah. On the so, Kirkland ball, and he did that with the vice. He even he even hit ten uh, bunker shots to see how they would hold up. You know, with the sand cutting the ball, he said they hold up just as good. And like all this stuff. He's same like, thing with the Kirkland yeah, balls. He did the same thing, yeah. and they and they held up just as so he, well as the Pro V. He does a lot of the the reviews. If, if you want to see a lot of the reviews, if you ever think about buying anything new, go go watch his his YouTube's man. They're pretty cool. Yeah, he's getting ready to do those new. 
the title they drivers. have the new titleist drivers yeah and it's funny too because like so when you when i know you don't watch golf i know i know you don't but watch, I'll watch it when you guys watch it yeah when you watch like go, like so if you watch dustin johnson he's got the the sim max bag all the sim max irons drivers woods whatever then he's got a spider putter right he's all tailor made yeah. all tailor made and he has the commercials that come with him right well bryson DeChambeau wins the us open and like destroys everybody and no one knows what he uses. You don't see the commercials. So usually when someone wins, like it, Tiger Cobra. Woods goes out and wins, you want to go buy what Tiger Woods is hitting. He hits Cobras. Bryson hits Cobras, and no one ever, like, no one, like, talks about the Cobras. Because when you when you talk about Bryson, and I don't know, you, like, for you not knowing, so this is what happened, is Bryson was a skinny, nerd, nerdy kid. Super skinny. Got on the PGA, right? Was a decent golfer. And he even told her he's super smart. He's a scientist, like all this stuff. So he's like, all right, I'm going to bulk up. All right, I figured out like swing speed, all this stuff. And now he's this monster of a guy. He eats like three, 4,000 calories a day. Huge guy. He, we were talking about him, the, the one podcast where he carries the ball like 320, 330, whatever. Just mashes the ball. But he also put it, put the smarts together because golf is all about smarts. So he has the swing speed, he has the strength, and he has the smarts. If you put that together, that's that's a pretty good golfer. So he he moved up. I don't know if you know this. Like now, it's it's Dustin Johnson, um, John Rahm, Justin Thomas. Um, who am I missing? Oh, Rory McIlroy. And then now Bryson as the top five in the world. So Bryson's in the top five now. So Bryson went in the U.S. Open, got him in the top five. But he did win a couple uh, or one tournament after uh, they came back from coronavirus. It wasn't a major or anything. But wasn't it the Shriners? When they look at what I'm talking about is like basically when like a golfer wins a tournament, everyone goes and like, oh, what clubs is he playing? And all these commercials about the clubs that this guy was playing starts to come out because a lot of times in these smaller tournaments, um, you know, they don't really um, like publicize it. Well, they're not big names. You know, sometimes a a Charlie Donald will win. And you're like, who the hell is Charlie Donald? Yeah, and you're, who's this guy? You know, he gets his one win on the PGA Tour and then you never hear from him again. But then you get these majors, and all of a sudden people are watching, and you get this big thing like, okay, what's he swinging? But everybody like looking at Bryson knows it doesn't matter what clubs he swings. Bryson won because of what he did with his body, his tempo, his swing speed. I was gonna say all this stuff. Bryson could probably take that hundred dollar driver and hit it three hundred and twenty yards. Oh, easy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just, I mean, that's food for thought, right? I mean. Just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, no, I mean, and and I mean the only reason I mean I, and to be honest with you, the only reason why I knew he played Cobras was you know he's got his little Puma hat, <sighs> but on the side, on the side he's got a huge Cobra. So, honestly, logo. I don't like Bryson because of that stupid fucking hat. That hat is awesome. And the way he puts, I can't stand the way he puts. 
But that head is He awesome. has an extra long putter. Oh, but he yeah. put, but he, he puts like and normal. He goes, no, and he goes like this, and he goes. And I've seen the guy four putt. Well, guess what? On the tour. Guess what? That's what's weird. And if you remember a couple podcasts ago, I was kind of talking shit about him. It was during the U.S. Open. And I was like, because I, I saw him. He has the best meme in the world because he shot, I think it was a couple weeks ago, or a couple weeks prior to the U.S. Open, to where he shot a 10. On a hole. On a hole. He was just terrible. And that's what's like, people don't give him the benefit of the doubt yet because he's so like, uh, he's so he's, hot and cold. Well, his putting is not the greatest. No. Let's be honest. But he was sitting there and it, it, it's the meme like, hey, when you're with your buddy and he's counting his 10 or whatever, and he like, he's literally sitting on the green right after he putted and he's like, he's like counting his shots. He, he's Mike. Yeah. To yeah, a he, T. He's Mike to a T. That's Mike's move. Because Mike does that all the time, and he's like. Except Mike leaves a couple out. Oh, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. He's like, uh, I got four. I'm Wait. Like, bro, you didn't even hit it past the front tees there. You're like, hey, I got my a name's three. Not, my name's not Aaron. He's like, I got a three. I'm hey, on this a three par putting. five. It's a par five. What? I drove the green. One? Yeah, I drove the green. <laughs> no, but he, he was doing that, and he literally, they show him one, two. And then he does a little head tilt. Yeah, and he he's check, like, shit. He, he checks with the caddy. Because he, he is one of those guys that every shot, he pulls out the book. Right? Pulls out the book. And he looks there. And him and his caddy talk. And his caddy's like talking. He's like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear you right now. You know? like, and, 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 uh, Dude, it's it, that kind of. Those aren't fun golfers. Like Tiger Woods, right? He'll go up. Six. Yeah, fuck you. Five. Give me a, or give me a seven. <laughs> <laughs> and hit a seven fucking planet to it. Yeah, six, right? You know, shoot him a Gavin style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You're fired. Like you five about. iron? Five iron, huh? Give me my witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five iron, huh? You're fired. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to punch this. You're on the fairway. Wide open. You don't need to punch it. I'm going to fucking punch this, all right? So, anyways. um, And, let, and let's be honest. I've seen all of us at the at the green all of us counting our shots. Yeah. So. But yeah, you but we don't count them every hole like you do. You do. I have a bad memory. I don't remember how many <laughs> shots I take. I yeah. have to look back and go. Well, because I go up to each shot being like, hey, this is my fourth. It's time to get on the green, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> this is my fourth. Yeah. It's a par three. Yeah. It's time to get <laughs> It's time to get there. Let's do this. And I talk to myself, you know, talk myself up. Tomorrow. So I don't know. Did you see that video I sent you? The drives? Yeah, yeah. Crushing. Showed JJ and he's like, "Yeah, your drives are good. We're gonna work on your irons next time." I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> Let's just hope you can do that tomorrow. I know, right? I might need to stay off the whiskey. Yeah. Um. So, last thing I want to talk about is tomorrow. Are you excited? I am absolutely excited. All right, I'm excited. It's my first. So, is your your first golf tournament? Yeah, it's my first. It's tournament. my first nice. tournament. It is really both yeah. you guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, me and Matt won this last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. You, wait, Matt won this last year? Matt won, like, most of it. <laughs> I, I came in clutch on a couple holes. Yeah, that, well, but that, that hey, is big. Have, the way we played it last year, you, you know, we, we had to use three of each person's drive. Oh, God. And so, but this year it's different. The fir- It's uh, only a scramble on the first nine, and then the back nine's uh, best ball. So it's different. The back okay. nine is, uh, you know, you got three players, and you pick your two best balls. 
So you got to play your own ball on the back nine, but on the front nine, yeah. it's so if you hit you it OB, so maybe it's not a good idea. We start drinking on number two. <laughs> it depends on how number one goes. But actually, I will say if we if we're if we drink a beer every three holes, I think we'll I'm be fine. All right. When we drink a beer every two holes, that's when I go. You know how I do it is I, I gauge how I'm playing. Like if I get out right off the gate, I'm doing great. You know great within reason you know yeah i mean for me anyways yeah um if i'm hitting the ball good you know i won't start drinking but if it's just a complete shit show out there i'm taking shots <laughs> yeah i'm bringing a bottle of whiskey with me <laughs> okay so let's 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 talk about that by tomorrow. the way i did sponsor the hole in one not to interrupt you uh i sponsored a hole in one okay and i've got a guy out there that I bought all the mixings and he's going to be making Bloody Marys on that on that hole. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Gave him a credit card. Said, get whatever you need, man. I so don't, he, on a par three, I think the closest I've ever come to the hole was like probably 25 feet. The closest you've ever come, you were with me. Yeah. And that was. What's the that, water hazard? Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I actually put no. it. I actually, Remember, we, all four of us got on the green. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Actually, probably that was one of my better part three shots. I, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. I remember all four of us. Yes. Across, across, across the, water. the water. There all was no the there green. was no fairway. No. Yeah, no. It was literally T-box, water. T-box, water, green. Yeah. T-box, water, green. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. It was awesome. I think with Aaron, uh, what was I like? 10 feet from the hole no i want to say like six or seven you put it you put it close dude it was a it was an amazing shot if i knew how to put spin on the ball yeah and and he actually he put it in for birdie too i did it was he was like so excited he actually didn't stop talking about it for the next six holes (laughs) and my game was off because i was like shut the fuck up dale (laughs) he's like yeah you got a fucking birdie great yeah Yeah. (laughs) Literally, I've had three, and two of them were with a blacked-out mat. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of like my birdie on one at El Rio doesn't count because no, nobody can. No uh, one was there. Nobody was there. Yep. No one was there. And my employee was there, and I don't trust him for a bag of donuts <laughs> off the street. I know. I even told him. I said, "Hey, so and so was there," and he goes, "That eh, doesn't count." Yeah. I didn't see it. I was like, "What?" He's like, "Nope, doesn't count." So, if you guys. Uh, don't know. We're we're playing a boys and girls uh, charity tournament. We're being sponsored uh, by uh, Patriot Rob over here and his company. And uh, there's going to be a few companies out here. So number one goal is that his company brings home the trophy again. That's right. Second year in a row. Yes. Number two goal is we talk sh- as much shit to each other as possible. <laughs> That's it. Those That's are it. my two goals. That's so it. how does that, so how does that work to keep you guys like if you and Matt don't win but our team wins does that does that still count as a it doesn't mean anything as a win for you guys so i'm a i'm a huge sponsor for the boys and girls club i'm what we call a platinum sponsor um i just donate quite a bit of money to them you know and so um as their appreciation we get first crack at you know a lot of different things that go on and then of course they put you know company name all over everything so um but when it comes down to it um you guys, if you guys, you know, or when you get second place behind us, yeah. you guys, uh, you know. You mean behind take, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, it, it, it ain't like that this year. <laughs> I got a lot better since last year, but, yeah. 
But anyways, uh, no, you guys win some money, take it home, you know? That's, oh, there's uh, actually money involved? Oh, yeah. I think, uh, shoot, I think me, Matt, and Shane got six, seven hundred bucks each or something last year. That's why you didn't put me on your team. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Sandbagging son of a bitch. You money-grubbing son of a bitch. So, uh, my corporation sent an invite today for a, a big one up in Vegas, but I can only take my employees. Uh, Damn it. Yeah. So I have a Finley on, shirt now. So can you can you put us on the payroll for that week? I mean, that's the better question. And yeah. I will take a little bit of that commission. Yeah, it even, <laughs> it even says on there, employees only. We don't need any ringers. Oh, yeah. So no, but not, I get that, though. So we're I not responded, ringers. That I makes the, sense. I responded, and I said, hey, I'm in because it's it's a charity thing. It's, yeah. It's uh, one of the other GMs has, has something going on that's, uh, you know, close to home for him so of course we want to raise some money for him and his family and stuff like that um but uh i just responded to the email and said that uh ah you know i'll donate for sure you know maybe i could scrounge up a team i don't know you know at least we could go out and have fun you know supporting a good cause and uh me and matt were like all right who do we got <laughs> let's we're winning this thing <laughs> oh yeah is it a is it a three man again? It's four. Oh, it's a four, four man. Yeah, yeah. But Damn it's in it. December, so I don't know. I, that was literally just a couple hours ago that we were talking about it. That, yeah, that that'd be fun though. I mean, we can mop floors, right? <laughs> just for the weekend. Just for the weekend. <laughs> I will. I'll make sure that shit is yeah. spit shine. I'll get down there with a toothbrush. But he's like looking at us like, you're shooting one hundred fives. You're shooting one tens. I'll pass. Hard pass. Hard. It's all good though. I've been golfing for like five months. Yeah. So that's all I counted as. I mean, I don't even count my time before. No. Picking it up. No. But J- JJ uh, told me he he's like, we gotta get you out of that baseball swing. I was like, thirty years good playing luck. baseball. It's tough. Good luck. I think the hand repositioning helped. Now you think about it, you know, Matt crushes the ball. Yeah. I'm excited anytime I outdrive Matt. You know, yeah. I'm good for two, three times around. And uh, but you outdrove him. I mean, Aaron was good for sixteen holes. Position, wasn't that weird? Because I even told him, um, it, it was a couple weeks ago at Los Lagos. We're sitting there, and I was like, "Remember when we like first started? We had some like three hundred yard drives." Yeah. And, like, we had a couple that were, like, 280, 290, and we got super excited because most of them were left or right, all this stuff. Or they were, like, like, the ladies' now, tee box. I said, now I'm, like, driving the ball, and I'm, like, I drive out to my ball, and I'll, like, look at the yardage. And I'm, like, 220, 230 if I'm, like, get a good shot. And I'm, like, what the fuck is going on? All Like, all of a sudden, and I'm, I'm hoping it's not Williams because the air is thinner. Right? And yeah. I'm hoping it's not Sedona, all this stuff. But I will say, I was swinging the same way at El Rio, and I was crushing it. And I was backstop, backstop, backstop. You know, I still, I'm still duffing the ball. when I, I, It's all about tempo. And for me, I got to – what I learned is um, when I go into my backswing, my biggest issue is, like, I want to start turning the hips right. mm-hmm. before my hands. That's my biggest issue. And I have to get my hands activated, and I have to learn in my brain, activate the hands, then the hips. 
And that's what I got to learn in my brain. And I literally have to like reverse everything I've known for the last 30 years. Well, there was a, so that's what I'm like trying to do in my head. And, uh, little by little, I know, I know I'll get there. I know I'll get a good swing on the, I, I have great swings and I, I'm a little late on a lot of it. And so like, literally I would take with JJ, I would, he, he would tell me, he goes, Hey, if you're pushing it right, don't be scared to aim left. Which is like what weird because most people say don't do it because then you overcompensate. Then you overcompensate. He's like, but if you just take, don't like over. Don't aim, turn your body. Don't well, over aim your your. Just take your your front foot, move it back a half an inch. Yeah. In in a half an inch, three hundred yards away, is is thirty thirty yards. Yeah. You know what I mean. Well, and that was the Down thing, range. you know, talking about Rick Shields, I was watching, a, you know, driving, you know, drivers for beginners and stuff like that. And he was saying the same thing. He goes, if you have a tendency to slice the ball or hit it to the right, yeah. if you're a righty, he goes, stand over the ball and just open your stance a little bit. Point yeah. that, that front foot, your left foot yeah. to the left a little bit. Yeah. And that's going to, that's going to help you turn that yeah. body. And also he was saying that when you're standing over the ball, so say your ball's here, you want basically your your belt buckle all the way up to your sternum when you come back with your swing you don't want that to move yeah when you come down and you look you want your belt yeah. buckle and your sternum still in line yeah. with that ball and then you follow through so they, they tell you pretend there's two walls yeah pretend there's two walls you can't move either way but you have to swing pretend there's a, a wall here wall there and he said you want 80% of your body weight on your back foot in your back swing. But then you want 100% of your weight on your, on your front, front foot. In the follow through. On the follow through with not moving though. And I am the guy that I like to lean back. I do the same. And then push forward and swing. That's how I, that's the way I've always been. And that's why the ball goes yes. to the right. Yeah. And, and JJ even told me, he's like, you don't even have a slice, dude. He's like, yeah, you slice it every so often. That's just, you know, the way you come down through it. He goes, but your your swing is a push right. You're pushing it right. And he goes, then when then when you slice it, and you're pushing it right, it's even worse. It that's where you get your OBs. Did you find out wh wh where the duck hook came from? <laughs> Overcompensation. That's all it is. Yeah. That's overcompensation. Well, it's like with me in, in Sedona where, you know, I would set up a little more left. Yeah. Just a little bit. Not not drastically like I used to. Yeah. Just a little bit. Get a hold of it. And, I mean. Yeah, dead straight. Oh, my God. Yeah. There was a couple of them where, I mean, yeah. that, was, that was a 300-yard drive. I will and it was say. dead nuts straight as fuck. My, and everybody was like, well, it was right where you were aiming. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. My favorite <laughs> shot of the day was when Matt on that dogleg right took the course. And it was like oh. when he hit that ball, and he said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of uh, cut it a gonna, little bit I'm right." I'm gonna fade that. <laughs> and he just like, and it just like went with the course. Oh. And it, that was the best shot of of the day, I think, in my opinion. So I've seen him on a par five, hit it, you know, and uh, sliced over to the right a little bit. It's actually hole number one at Mojave, and so he's oh. up on the hill. And so we go out there. Of course, he probably drove it 300 yards. 
and it's par five, so we get out there, and same thing. He's up on the hill to the right, but it kind of doglegs to the right. And then there's, and there's the trees. trees there. yeah. yeah. And so he says, well, I got to carve this thing around these trees here. And I'm looking at him like he's out of his damn mind. I'm thinking, how the hell are you going to do that? Like, you can't hit that ball just right to make this thing spin a certain way to hook around these trees. And then I watched him do it. And it was on the green? It was 10 feet from the cup. And then he went over and drained it for an eagle. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I I just thought to myself, like, you know, you watch these pool players. They put the English on the ball. And they oh, put yeah. The oh, ball yeah. Wherever. It was like that. Like, Isn't that he, crazy? Well, it's he like, knew exactly how to hit that ball. For I, wa- to, I watch for, these pros all the time do this, and it, it like, irritates me because well, I'm like, I want to learn that. And it's like I'm so far away from even needing to learn that because there's, there's no reason for I need to learn to get it straight. These guys put what kind of English on that ball. That they so want. when they hit the green, it'll, you know, roll towards the cup. Or roll I just, back. I, I'm just happy to get on the green. Yeah. 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 I'm happy to be yeah. 10 feet from the green. I'm happy yeah. to just be close to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, watch, I watch some of these, you know, PGA pros that hit the ball and they'll and they'll land it like, you know 20, 20 feet from the cup oh, yeah. and you're like oh my god that's so and then you just watch it it hits and it's like there rolls were, back to like four th- feet and you're like there was a video um and it, i just saw it today and it was so cool because this guy was on the green and, and the guy hitting it was probably 130 140 i don't know what he was hitting but he was getting on the green and the guy, the guy's in the rough, right? He's on the, he's on the fringe or whatever, and he's videotaping it. And the guy hits it, and he, he's like, doesn't know where it's at, but he hears this, like, like, just this noise, and he goes like this to the right, and you hear this, and you heard the ball spin off the fringe and just shoot right towards the cup, and it like was like three feet within the cup. I, it was the coolest sound I've ever heard, and I'm like, you remember the the meme I sent you guys? Like, what's the closest thing to an oh, orgasm yeah. you've gotten? Like yeah. a, a nice fucking iron shot off the fairway. That's what I mean. It was just the best sound I've ever heard, because it was just you heard it spinning, and then you heard it cut the blades of grass as it went into the fringe and shoot right back towards the cup. I'm like, I'm about a good. Two years away from that. Oh, maybe maybe longer. Let's ah, be honest. I don't know. You know, picking it up pretty fast. I've already cut three shots off my. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Now you're at a 105 instead of a 108. Hey, handicap's still 27 though. My handicap didn't change after this weekend. No. Mm-mm. So that was that was the question I had. How does it, how does that work tomorrow with with handicaps? Like we have established handicaps. I I don't know. Matt always deals with that. Chris. Does not obviously, right? So do so we just we're go in? And, so do we just go in That's, and say? He'll probably put us all in at thirty. Hey, we don't have. If a he handicap. puts me as a lower handicap than you, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, same with me. Because you, that Sam. So that's Sam. Okay, no, so he tried to put me in a thirty, and uh, they fixed it. They put me in at a twenty. Oh, they did. Yeah. Last year. Uh, last year, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I've been there too much for them to, you know. We tried to sandbag. They were like, nope. JJ is going to see me tomorrow and be like, yeah. 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 Can we give him a 40? Yeah. Is there such thing? Is there, is there, is there a higher handicap than a 30 yeah. for these, nah, for these two? Yeah, the highest, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
from what, and I, I showed him the USGA handicap index, and I think it's because um, they don't count anything over quadruple. Yes. So, like, when you put a score in, they uh, account for that, like quadruples on on holes and like. So if you get a ten, they on don't a part take four, a it's giving you an eight. Yeah, the yeah. highest you'll go is an eight. Yeah, when I first started playing, we did that kind of thing where it was like max was eight. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, shit. When Aaron and I, I first, think, I think it. What what they do um, in non USGA tournaments though is five over is is max. Yeah. On a whole. Shit. I mean, when so Aaron if it's and a par I, three and eight, par four nine, par five a ten. I mean, when like Aaron that. and I started playing, it was a. Oh, it's a gimme, right? It's a it's a putter length. Oh, it was it was hilarious because I shot a ninety one my first day ever yeah. golfing. I think I shot like a in twenty something years. Like a like a ninety. And then I was like, and then we shot our first round. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna put that as like a one twenty four. <laughs> yeah, when we were trying to get our handicap, we're like, we should probably bump up those. Uh, yeah, those last ones. Well, he put his in as a, an original. That's why his was first. Yeah, he has a lower one. Actually, but, mine's not much. What's yours? 26.9 right now. Mine's a 26.4. Yeah. That's because I've beat you a lot lately. Even a blind squirrel finds a net every now and again. Well, a lot lately. You you would be the blind squirrel at this point. <laughs> hey, so I'll tell you, though, I was very interested to find out about the type of ball. Remember? We changed yes, up the ball. You yes. know, this, this Pro-V ball. You know, I've been buying these 50, not Pro V fifty dollar no. So I've been buying Pro V's. Yeah. So, you know, because the perception is Pro V's the best. Yeah. Buy the best. So that's what I was buying. But every time I played with them, it's I I can't hit shit. Yeah. And uh, and then we switched to those uh, Chrome Soft those Chrome, Chrome Soft balls. Balls are straighter. They go farther. Um, the feel is yeah. better. I still and, have uh, them. It's because. Like we were just talking about, these guys that know how to put the English on the ball, that's what the Pro Vs are for. They're soft. Yeah. yeah. And so when we hit the ball and there's all kinds of spin on it, it goes completely out of bounds and hits the other fairway because we don't know how to hit it with the right kind of spin. Right. That's you what's know? crazy is that when you look at the testing of those golf balls, the compression yeah. is crazy, and we don't need that. No. We just need a ball to hit straight. Yeah. Right. So, I don't need to put backspin right now. I don't need to do all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, we just need to learn how to be consistent. Yeah. Speaking of that, do you have a sleeve I can buy? I probably have a sleeve in my bag. <laughs> so I bought two cases of balls, those Chrome Soft, and then he actually um, told me to try the Titleist. I can't remember what which ones they are, but he said it's very similar. So I'm going to play with those tomorrow. The har- harder ball? Harder ball, okay. yeah. Actually, I found one of those Chrome Softs, the same ones you bought, the you know the American flag ones. I right. found one a couple, yeah. couple rounds ago with him, and I was like, "Oh man, this is a cool ball." Threw it in my bag. Never played with it. I was like, "I don't want to lose that ball. Like it's so cool." But then after playing with the one you gave us out in Sedona, I was like, after I lost the one you gave us on the what was that the 16th hole I lost it in the in yeah. between the two fairways, I was like, I reached into the bag and I grabbed that other one, and I was like, oh, "I love this fucking ball. I'm gonna play with this one." Yeah, I will tell you my my biggest. Feet of the day on boys trip was losing one ball at Oak Creek. Yeah. One ball. That that was just that made my day. I'm telling you, that course was stunning. Oh. Stunning. Yeah. I look I looked at um El Rio today and um it looks like it's in good condition. 
Now, the rough is still rough. It's still dirt. So, the next boys' trip, we got to fly to Coeur d'Alene and play Black Rock. Agreed. Well, can we'll we? Play, Done. We'll play Rock Creek, then we'll Done. go to Black Rock. Done. And I think I can get us on both. Done. And I'm telling you. Done. <laughs> you know what Are we you going to say something? Because I'm going to say done. <laughs> we'll uh, Airbnb a house down on the lake. Why you not? know, where we can take the families. We'll go up there. Hopefully you're working yeah. for hopefully. me. All right, hopefully. Because if not, I'm not going on that boy's trip. <laughs> <laughs> you are. What, what, with my good looks? I mean, if you shave that mullet you'll go <laughs> we'll pay for you but he's got to fit in up there with the mullet and the mustache and oh that's true nah eh. we'll take you um, you're going what was i gonna say i was gonna say something we're not going like... without you how about oh, that right. the other the other thing we need to do is we need to do a, a day trip back up to williams and actually play elephant rocks yeah full 18 because that course yeah. was absolutely phenomenal I'm and i'm you, man, super bummed that back I will tell you. Super bummed that we didn't get so to play. So biggest feat of the there. day is losing one one ball at Oak Creek. Best part of the day is rolling up on seventeen with all the deer. Yes. The deer running and across the in that part five. The deer coming off the tee box as we pulled but, up over but the top. You have a five hundred and twenty yard par five, where it's three hundred yards downhill, and two hundred yards uphill. And Matt drove the green, or over drove over over. Overshot the green on his second shot. shot. Yeah, I saw him drop it. No big deal. Oh, (laughs) bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Trust me, I'm not going to call Matt a liar. We were searching for that ball. There's Trump. Trump himself. Yeah, buddy. The the flag. Oh, did you see what it said? Trump 2020. Did you see what it said on the bottom? Nope. Fuck your feelings. (laughs) I did not see that. Yes. So I like but, how he said I like your podcast. I know. Yeah. How did he even know? How did he know? Right. Well, he probably saw the mic in that. Because it's yeah. Friday night, man. Everyone knows. Whiskey Friday. So rolling up on seventeen, and like it, it we were on eleven, right? Just finished up eleven. Yep, just finished. And we're 11. like, hey, we're running out of daylight. Let we need to go play sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. So we roll up to sixteen. Someone's on sixteen. So we and keep. You know going. what's crazy is sixteen is like straight uphill. And mm-hmm. it dog legs left. It's, yeah. The thing is, it's a great – I wish we could have played that hole because it's – I mean, it's steep uphill, dog leg left. It's a fun hole. Like, it's just so different than what you're used to playing. Yeah. You know, there was like a six of them or something on that hole when we yeah, passed there was, them. Yeah, there was a lot of people on yeah. that hole. Yeah, it looked like – Oh, there was couples. golf carts everywhere. Yeah. yeah. There was like three golf carts. But so, zooming past them – and then getting up to the top of the hill and hooking the corner and, and watching that all those deer, deer, that deer run one big old deer right on the tee box. That was probably the biggest deer of all of them. Yeah, yeah. it was Giant a massive, deer right yeah, on the big, box. big old, big old bastard. Um, yeah, that, that, it, that, that was just cool. That was that was really cool. And what I, I enjoyed like about that. it is there, you know, you got all these pine trees everywhere, but right. Maybe not in the middle, but just off to the right of the bottom of the fairway as it goes down and back up, it had that wild-looking tree. Yep. Oh, yeah. We took a picture with it. Well, I, I think you have Yeah, I have it. And what was funny was the day before, we hear, and we're like, we all look over because we're in the driving range. Driving range at is the, just through the woods a little yep, bit. Yep, yeah. the driving range, if you're on 17 and you're playing it, to the right is the driving range. So if you're on the driving range and you look right, there's 
the uh, 17. Yeah, they were 17. I didn't know that at the time, but we are just sitting on the driving range. Well, we watched three guys or two guys in a row just bash this tree. What? Yeah. And then, it, oh, all the guys, like, yell. And then again. And next shot. And then the second shot. <laughs> and, and, then, and then by what we saw, or by at least by what I saw, I don't know if you guys saw, but it looked like the ball went farther back oh, yeah. from where a second no, shot no, it was. Shot him. The guy actually ducked because it went at him. It was great. It was great. And I'm Whoa. like, oh, shit. And then we, we, I think we all drove over the tree, right? Yeah, we, we were all we drove past it. We, we were all basically right, right in yeah. the, so in the li- gully so before literally you start the uphill. When when we were on it, because me and Rob were on a team at the time, we we're in the car, and we I think we were just talking the whole way down. Because when me and Rob get together, we, we literally just take everything in. And we're like, "How awesome is this? How awesome is this? How awesome is this?" Just just totally positive like vibes. Roll past it. I didn't even know we got to his ball. And Rob's like, hey, remember that tree? And I looked behind, and I was like, oh, that is our tree. I was like, oh, thank God we didn't fucking drive right in front of it because those guys were having some major issues yesterday. <laughs> that tree has got to be eight feet wide. Oh, eight my feet God. wide. It's not very tall. It is just no, wide. No, but it's wide. Yeah. 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 And it, oh, dude. Oh, good for them. Glad they had fun with <laughs> it. It was pretty funny. Oh, it was hilarious. But it was big old knocks, too. That yeah. Probably the worst sound you want to hear on a golf oh. course is thunk. <laughs> right off a tree you're like god damn it where the trees ball? we hit that day oh yeah uh, we were cutting pine needles out of the oh, sky yeah. jesus christ yeah it was it was rough it was a good time though it was a good time tomorrow's gonna be a good time and with this we're gonna cut this off okay before we cut it off so you know i've been riding with the last couple weeks oh, uh, I knew it. all right all right we're gonna cut hold this on off. With that, Rob, yo, hold on, real quick. Oh, yeah, you got a new cage. I gotta check it out. (laughs) With that, my wife told me to get in touch with my feminine side. Okay. So I wrecked the vehicle, and then I didn't talk to her all day for no reason. (laughs) See you guys.